Welcome to The Think Podcast, the show that tackles impossible questions from a biblical perspective with your host, Joel Sedeckes. And now, get ready to think. Welcome to The Think Podcast. I'm Joel Sedeckes, and this is the show that tackles impossible questions from a biblical perspective to help you explain, share, and defend the Christian message. Now, I want to talk today in this episode about the two only approaches to apologetics. And you might be saying, Joel, there are countless approaches to apologetics. There's uh, you know, existential apologetics and presuppositional apologetics, and then there's Clarkian presuppositional apologetics, and then there's Framian apo- uh, presuppositional apologetics, and then there's, okay, there's a lot of different approaches to apologetics given a certain definition. But there are really only two approaches to apologetics when you consider the starting points from which all uh, all approaches to the defense of the faith uh, um, begin. Let me explain. There are really only two ways to think about apologetics, two ways to go about defending the faith, two starting points, two starting blocks that the runners have to start from, two foundations upon which your apologetics can be built. Now, just as a reminder, apologetics is the application of biblical truth to unbelieving thought in a compelling way. And I'm going to make the case in this video that there are really only two true approaches to apologetics because there are only two starting points. The first approach is this. Start with the unbeliever. And the second approach is this. Start with Scripture. Okay? Start with the unbeliever or start with Scripture. Now, a Christian is someone who has surrendered his life or her life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and committed himself or herself to living by God's Word. So when a Christian engages in the defense of the faith, giving a reasoned defense, an apologia, he or she must do so in a way that honors God's Word. That's what we've submitted ourselves to. We've submitted ourselves to God, and so we need to submit ourselves to God's Word. What that means is we need to defend our biblical faith in a biblical way. Now, the stated goal of apologetics is to defend the faith, but we're not doing a very good job of defending our faith if, in defending our faith, we're giving away that faith, we're giving away our foundations. If we're abandoning our foundations to defend our foundations, that is contradictory and, uh, as the kids say, not a good look. All right? So, let me, let me, um, talk about our our two different approaches and why there are only two different approaches and I want to I want to explain this to you. So the the first approach begins with the unbeliever. The first approach begins with the unbeliever. It takes the unbeliever's claims at face value. He says he doesn't believe the Bible, so we don't appeal to the Bible. Instead, we try to find neutral ground. We try to find a, a an uncontested territory, a, a, a conversational demilitarized zone where we can meet with the unbeliever and engage in his doubts and his objections in a supposedly neutral way. 
So here's how this typically goes. The unbeliever says he needs more evidence. So you go and you find more evidence. You bring it back to the unbeliever, and the unbeliever then says, hmm, I'm not convinced. Or the unbeliever says, what about this? And then you go and uncover more evidence or more arguments and bring them back to the unbeliever. Because you're starting with the unbeliever, you take his or her objections at face value, and you say, this person says they don't believe in God. Well, I have to believe that, and I'm going to suspend my own belief in God in order to try to weigh the evidence or the philosophical arguments uh, objectively. And oftentimes what you'll hear is you'll hear people say, all right, I'm not going to appeal to the Bible. I'm just going to appeal to evidence. And Saiten Brugenkate does a great job of tackling this approach. Um, he actually talks about it in either episode one or episode two of our new podcast, Answer Anyone with Saiten Brugenkate. You can listen to that right here on the Think Institute Network. If you are listening via podcast, um, you can you can catch it on the podcast um, simply by going to tinyurl.com slash thinknetwork. Or if you want to watch it on YouTube, you can go to Think Institute, sorry, youtube.com slash Think Institute, and you can get all of our episodes of Answer Anyone with Sites and Brig and Kate right there. Um, but let's talk about some of the approaches that are built upon this first approach, some of the schools of apologetics that are built upon this first approach to the defense of the faith. These would be classical apologetics, evidential apologetics, and reforms epistemology. Now, classical apologetics uses philosophy to show that the Christian message is reasonable. Classical apologetics uses philosophy to show that Christianity is reasonable. Evidential apologetics uses evidence to show that Christianity is Probable. A great example of evidentialism would be J. Warner Wallace or um, Lee Strobel or John Lennox. And the good news is there is some brilliant evidence out there. There's an abundance of evidence for Christianity. I mean, there is. This is God's world. Of course, the facts are going to reflect that fact that Christianity is true. When it comes to classical apologetics, a great classicalist would be someone like Thomas Aquinas or his modern-day incarnation, which would be um, William Lane Craig. Although William Lane Craig is really a blend. He uses a blend of all three of these approaches. Now, um, Reformed epistemology is going to be the approach that is favored by someone like um, Alvin Plantinga. Alvin Plantinga uses common sense to show that Christianity is warranted. Alvin Plantinga talks a lot about warrant, which basically means you have a good reason for believing in your Christian faith. Um, you might even say that Christianity, or belief in God rather, is properly basic. You have a good warranted belief, a uh, reason rather, for believing in um, in your Christian faith or in Jesus. Now, the second approach is the approach that begins with the Bible. It takes the Bible's claims as true rather than starting with the doubt of the unbeliever. So um, 
if you're using this approach, this is the second approach, you're going to let scripture itself shape your understanding of both the unbeliever and his objections. In fact, you're going to let scripture shape the your understanding of the world around you and the whole conversation. Now, a good example of the scripture-first approach would be presuppositional apologetics. Presuppositional apologetics uses the Bible to show that Christianity is inescapable. You might say that it's undeniable, but of course, there are many who do deny it. But it really is un, uh, inescapable or inevitable. The reason why is because what you come to discover is that reason and evidence and common sense all make no sense unless you already presuppose the biblical worldview. If you start with a foundation or, a, or an epistemological starting point, a starting point for knowledge that denies God from the outset, you actually can't make sense of reason, common sense, or evidence. And so that's really good news for the Christian and really bad news for unbelieving thought. It's also bad news for atheism and agnosticism and skepticism because those worldviews really, and all the worldviews that are founded on them, that are um, based on them, and I know some people will say there is no atheistic worldview, but any atheistic worldview that starts with a denial of God, or even a more agnostic worldview that starts from the question of whether or not God exists, cannot account for reason, uh, evidence, or um, uh, uh, common sense. And so, Presuppositionalism is the approach that begins with the biblical worldview and uses scripture to show that Christianity is inescapable or inevitable. So, again, there are really just two methods or two true approaches, broadly speaking, to apologetics. Uh, the first one starts with the unbeliever. The second one starts with scripture. There are really only two approaches to apologetics. We're going to talk more about this as we go. If you want to know more about presuppositionalism or my own personal approach to apologetics, browse all the back catalog of ThinkPod um, episodes, whether it's videos on YouTube, whether it's our Facebook page, or uh, whether it's our audio podcast, uh, and you'll find a treasure trove of apologetics-related episodes. Um, you can follow our network by going to tinyurl.com slash thinknetwork. And that, again, that's where you can get all the episodes of Answer Anyone with Cy 10 Bruggencape. If you have a question for me, you can email me at thethink.institute at gmail.com. Thanks for watching. And let me just ask, if you're listening via the podcast, please give us an honest five-star rating and write a review. We've got a lot of reviews on there. And I think that's one of the reasons why we uh, why we come up so prominently in the search results. Although I will say we could definitely come up sooner in the uh, in the search results, search results, and your reviews and and honest five star ratings really go a long way. I don't know how the algorithm all works. I just know it really helps. So thank you if you if you've left a review. And if you haven't done so yet, please do so again, it really helps us out. So this is not goodbye. This has just been a little pit stop along the way of your spiritual journey. That's about all I have for you today. So until next time, I hope it made you think. <laughs>